and gentlemen, uh, after a long break, we're back again. Just want to introduce. I just want to introduce Mr. Ashib Abhishek. Welcome to our stage, blog stage, who is going to actually shed lights on the, uh, the subject uh, Thailand shifts from the Web 2 to Web 3. So thank you for coming. The floor is all yours. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, along with me, uh, Neha is also joining me. She is head of the delivery with us and managing the blockchain recruiting space uh, globally and responsible for the operations. So uh, before starting from the talent shift from Web2 to Web3, uh, everything has a story. And uh, even when it comes to recruiting and when it comes to product, sales, uh, there will be a, some kind of storytelling behind it. Uh, whether we are uh, creating a product, there will be a journey to it. Where we are doing recruitment or anything, there will be journey to it. So I'll share with a small journey uh, when it comes to recruiting. Uh, we started in 2029 and I've been into blockchain uh, recruiting space since 2017. Prior to that, I was been with few of the Fortune 500 brand globally and uh, being on a CHRO level positions. And I didn't want to identify the gaps, uh, what company or what startup facing when it comes to hiring the talent for the blockchain ecosystem. So... Right now, everybody is talking about Web3, Web3, but still uh, people are figuring out what exactly Web3 is all about uh, in terms of new skills, in terms of upskilling, in terms of upscaling uh, from the product point of view, from the technology point of view, and from the emergence point of view. So few of the basic things maybe I'll talk about here. Uh, in terms of how the talent has been shifting and what kind of a skill the person needed from shifting from Web 2 to Web 3. There will be a lot of confusion in, uh, or a dilemma in the mind of uh, people, candidate, uh, who really look forward to switch from Web 2 to Web 3, whether it is a possibility for them or not to getting interchange into a new skills. So just a uh, few basics and then uh, we'll getting into the PPT. So the emergence of Web3 is actually started from uh, in few years, in few one and a half years, when blockchain, metaverse, uh, NFT, those kind of things come in picture. And But the story is tied Web1 web is, is a static when we are only look forward to read something. So like email, website, Though that was the emergence of Web 1. Web 2, when we'll read and write both of the things, then the company like Insta, Facebook, uh, Googles of the world have actually changed the landscape of this particular market. And Web 3 is also about read, write, and own. So when you're talking about NFT, blockchain, you're owning uh, things uh, on it. So then it's Web 2 to Web 3, that's how the inter uh, new integration of the internet. Okay. 
So, uh, why people are looking forward or why the uh, majority of population is who are into the job, who are into the ecosystem, being into Web2 ecosystem, uh, look forward to getting uh, into a new ecosystem of Web3. They want to upscale themselves in terms of new technologies. Okay, culture point of view, owning something, and definitely look forward to end more uh, when it comes to the compensatory benchmark, when it comes to ownership. And even if you look at uh, any of the economy in last uh, four to five years, uh, when the blockchain technology just emerged, uh, there'll be a lot of millionaires which evolved into the ecosystem. There'll be a lot of new people who have been just trading the Bitcoin, mining the Bitcoin, or those kind of new currencies, new tokens have really made a, uh, make a good amount of money. And there'll be a lot of new opportunities which are coming into the space, either DeFi, NFT, uh, metaverse, those kind of things. Yep. So when we talk about the challenges, actually, I would want to start with uh, quoting a survey that was done by McKinsey. So they kind of took a survey from 1,500 senior executives from around the globe, and around 87% of them said that companies are not adequately prepared to fill the talent skill gap. And another survey by McKinsey, where 61% of human resource professionals believe that it's getting harder by the day to fill uh, tech talent. And it's gonna be very difficult in the coming years. So the former strategy, strategy that we need to adopt was robust people and talent strategies we have to develop. So that's one of the specific things that I wanted to say. Now, when we say specific skills, obviously transitioning would require people to focus on specific skills and retaining and finding talent with those skills becomes very, very challenging. The second thing here would be data privacy. So since Web3 is huge, people get access to your personal and public data. So what they can do is, uh, this increases the data uh, privacy issues. So obviously this becomes the next challenge. The third would be irregularization, where decentralization increases uh, or makes it difficult in monitoring and regular, uh, uh, regulating Web3. And as a result, cyber crimes can be increased. So this is one of, uh, these are the few challenges that I would want to highlight. Now reasons for transitioning. As Abhishek just highlighted, a few reasons we've highlighted here once again. This is the next in thing, Web3. Everybody would want to get into it. So now people are closely wanting or following stacks and upskilling themselves to move into the space for a stable career, better opportunities, better paychecks. Another thing that they want to do is uh, they are getting the work conditions that they are demanding from the employers. So they are trying to maintain that balance and they sit in the comfort of their home and they try to work as per their wishes. Also, 
a few people who are more into tech and who want more challenge in their lives, they are getting harder problems to solve day by day. So this is another kick that they are getting eventually every day. Okay, so few of the basic things between uh, Web 2 and Web 3 in terms of functional capabilities, audience, application, marketing, content, platform. Uh, so Web3, uh, as, as you clearly able to see, in terms of audience was in a communities, individual, digital application to smart application, smart contracts, uh, UI marketing to UB, uh, user behavioral marketing, uh, particular target group uh, need to identify it, community platform to user-generated content, and social media to blockchain, how the people who are already into Web3 can easily transition to Web2 to Web3. Okay, these are the few pillars when it comes to the Web3 of hiring. Okay, uh, brand and businesses, culture and consumer, technology and creative. Uh, so, typically, uh, when I talk about uh, from the developer point of view, if somebody was uh, doing the coding on C, Java, React, those kind of technology, they'll easily transitioning to the Web3 technologies. Same is from the design point of view, people who were into the UX, UI kind of interface, they can easily transition into the NFT designers. Uh, same is with somebody who's part of the marketing, uh, managing communities, easily get and learn a new skill and getting more evolved into the Web3 technologies like managing the communities on Telegram, Discord, which have a larger community from the blockchain or a Web3 point of view. Now here, we're going to discuss the basic tech stack that we use. So we start with level zero, which is mainly the backbone. The whole of DevOps come here and this provides the peer-to-peer uh, development here. So it's the network layer and uh, here we have Ethereum virtual uh, layer and level 1 and level 2 would be the protocol layer. So this basically is the underlying blockchain architecture on which everything gets built. Level 3 is the development layer. Now here we have human readable languages and uh, other codes uh, libraries that are used, something like uh, Rust, Solidity, and level four, which is the final, where you have the user interface layer. So you've got something where which we can use, which eventually the users can use. So something of MetaMask, those wallets. So how can we transit from Web 2 to Web 3? or adjacent skills. If I were to talk about somebody who's been well or who's been working with Python, C++, Java can easily go into learning uh, or developing smart contracts when they work on Solidity. Moving on to the next, somebody who's in the front end using JavaScript and React.js can start to work on Web3.js and Ether.js to focus on the UI side of it. Now. We, we know that, that 
someone who's got a strong hold on understanding any community channels like Discord, Slack, etc., or Telegram for that matter, can actually target a career in Web3 as a community manager. Anyone who's very strong with digital art or blogging can get into designing NFTs or articles or memes over there. So we've got all this there. Okay, so this is the last slide. We're, uh, we research a lot about because our focus is uh, to get more involved into the Web3 ecosystem and we are among us the few job portals who are focusing uh, majorly on blockchain, crypto and Web3 talent. Uh, as per the talent pool point of view, if we'll only look at people who will be working on the Web3 uh, uh, talent landscape side. So that's how the proportionate is where your 51% talent belongs to US when it comes to Web3. And around the second China and India consistently being uh, jointly number two and uh, then you have other, other continents and geographies who have the majorly talent come from. And that's how uh, Web3 education is also quite important in terms of people to understand how can they easily transition from Web2 to Web3 to get more people in the ecosystem. So somebody who will be developing a new startup, the startups who's already there, they look forward to hire. So at least they have lot amount of people to whom they can hire and rely on. Thank you. So it's about us. We are specialized in Web3 and tech recruitment. We have a talent search advisory in terms of uh, giving the advice to the company uh, when it comes to where they can hire from, uh, when it comes to hire from the best budgeted people across the globe. So master in building high performance team, co-founder search, and we have our own recruiting software, which uh, any of the startup can use as a free, uh, at least for a six month, and manage the talent journey from posting a job to onboarding the candidate. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for your enlightening us with your such a great topic. And then uh, we're just going to open the floor for our visitors for questions or comments. Any questions? Someone? Yes, please. Yeah. Hi, that was Hi. very interesting. Thank you. Thank what you. is the relative cost of hiring globally versus hiring in, for example, the U.S.? Uh, very, uh, thank you. Thanks for the question. And the cost point of view, it's quite different because every uh, candidate coming from a different geographies have the different way of uh, uh, what uh, we can say. It's a purchasing power calculator, which has been used by World Bank. Okay. So if somebody will be hiring uh, from US, so there'll be a purchasing power calculator for the US point of view. So some developer you will be able to get in US with a $12,000 cost, wherein the same developer can be, uh, you will easily get in Eastern Europe at a $5,000 cost, maybe from India, $3,000 cost. So that's how 
it, it works. So when, when any startups comes to us and they basically talk about what they want, what kind of skill they want. So if you look forward to hire a REST developer. So I'll suggest the right geography to you where you have a best of the REST developer. If you look forward to hire a Solidity or an Ethereum blockchain developer, I'll suggest you which of the geography as per your budget, go for that. So that's how the difference is there when you're hiring from a different geography. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your support.